Hi, everyone. I'm Shannon Hernandez, The Writing Whisperer, and for this month's branding series, I am so excited um, to bring you Doug Forsa. He is just an amazing voice in the world of podcasting, and today we're going to be talking about building your brand through the power of podcasting. Uh, before we get started, I have so many people that have registered for our, our interview today, and, and that's so exciting. And as I saw the registrations came through, and as I was checking on everything, there's a lot of new people to my list. And that's really exciting, too, because, you know, as business owners, we're always trying to reach more people so we can help more people. So if you are one of the newbies that will say um, to the Writing Whisper community, I just want to personally welcome you. It's a wonderful community of people who are all about two things, content, content, content. That's one thing. Um, and how to use it to grow their brand. And I'm also going through a, a slight rebrand. So I'm going to share a little bit about that with you today. Um, I'm also going to be offering more formally memoir writing services. So if you're a business owner and you have been wanting to write that memoir to help build your personal brand, or if you just think that you have a memoir within you, or you're not sure, I think everyone does, personally, as a memoir author, um, you're going to see some stuff coming about, out about that in just a couple weeks. But you are here today to talk about building your brand through podcasting, and I am just so excited to have um, Doug here. Uh, I actually am going to start uh, podcast coaching with Doug this month, and it was through a, a mailing list that I was on that I heard Doug speak. Uh, to authors about how to build your brand through a podcast. And I thought, wow, I have a memoir. Like, I could be doing a lot with my book on this end of podcasting. So um, I called Doug up, and we had a great conversation. I think this was back in probably October. And I said, you know what, Doug, I, I want to do podcast coaching. And so we've gotten to know each other, and I'm just so excited. And I'm going to let uh, Doug introduce himself and his company, and then we're going to jump right in. So, Doug, go for it. Sure. Thank you, Shannon. First of all, thank you so much for having me on, and I'm looking forward to helping you with your podcast, and I'm really grateful for our connection, and thanks for having me on today. My my brand is Stand Out and Be Heard, and what I do is I help people who are purpose-driven entrepreneurs, people that have a message they want to get out in the world, to be able to do that in a bigger way through the power of podcasting. Yes, yes, you do. And um, can you talk about some of the people you've had the pleasure of interviewing over the last few years? Uh, yes, sure, absolutely. So I am a podcast uh, fanatic. Uh, there's a, as my friend Bill O'Hanlon says, stop, stop me before I write again, might have stopped me before I podcast again. So I've interviewed, I've been podcasting since 2008. And in that time, I've interviewed over 700 people, including Academy Award winners, New York Times best-selling authors, uh, some of the top, you know, some of the top coaches in the, in the really some of the top coaches in the world, some of the top self-help uh, people in the world. So I've had a chance to meet uh, lots of people. Okay, great. So, Doug, today we're talking about building your brand through podcasting, and could yeah. you just tell us a little bit about? how you became so passionate about this topic and, and sharing that and teaching that with others. Sure. Well, I'll tell you how I actually got started. I always credit my start to, I used to, uh, about six, seven years ago, I was interested in doing speaking because I had a message I wanted to get out in the world. And I was going to become a professional speaker, and I started going to National Speaker Association NSA meetings. And I went to an NSA meeting, where I met a man named Dick Brousseau, and he has a company that helps people, that helps people to, uh, as he calls it, be heard above the noise. And one of the things I really loved, I really loved his energy, and I loved what he was doing, and I loved his message, and I saw that he had a background in radio, and I never thought, I thought, oh, wow, that'd be really interesting. And at the time, my son was, I have a nine-year-old son, at the time he was, you know, about three, and I thought to myself, you know, I really don't want to travel that much. And podcasting, or actually, first I thought radio would be a great way to get a message out without having to travel. But then I thought, well, I don't really know how to start a radio show. So I was working with a coach at the time, and, and I thought, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know how to get started in radio. I don't know how I'd even get in. 
And she said to me, well, have you considered doing podcasting? And I said, what is podcasting? Um, and then, you know, she pointed me at the time to Blog Talk Radio where I had my first show. And I was so nervous. I remember when I first started, I was so nervous. I was sitting in my living room with my computer and no one else was listening. And this was a live show. And I remember the first name of my, my first show was called Break Free to Success. And I said, hi, this is Dr. Rasta. Welcome to Break Free from Success. You know, for people who had too much success and just want to get rid of it. So I remember being so nervous when I first started. And then, you know, 700 episodes later, I'm still doing it and I still love it. It's really great. That's a great story. Now, now you know I talk about your brand story. Is that um, somewhere where people can find that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, Doug. Be honest now. I was No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if I have that up. I don't think I have that particular story up, to be honest with you. I don't think I have that particular story up on that. Nope, well, there's your blog post for next week. There, there you, you go. go. Exactly. That's right. Right there. That's yep. awesome. Okay, good. So just before we dive in, I always like to kind of do this overview. Uh, in your opinion, what does a successfully branded podcast look and feel like when we come across it online? Well, I, I think that a brand is really an extension of who we are, right? So a brand is not a brand is is not just the colors of your logo. In fact, I think I think many people hide behind what they call their brand. I think that we can hide behind what we call our brand. I think a successfully branded podcast, first of all, has good artwork that is an extension of your personality, gives people a sense of who you are, and then. I guess the feel to me would be the sound and it would be and it would be about having your voice that it would be something that is unique because it really shares your voice with the world so I would say that a successfully branded podcast would certainly have you know good cover art that is appealing and is an extension of who you are and then the feel of it also is about that there's something in this that's really unique that's different and isn't just and isn't just something that I've heard a thousand times before, but there's something there's a unique spin, there's a unique point of view that grabs me and compels me. That's really great. So I just want to share a little bit of a, a personal piece here with the audience. Um, when I so for those of you that don't know, I wrote a memoir called Breaking the Silence, My Final 40 Days as a Public School Teacher. And it really has a dual focus. One of the focus is this is what's wrong with education and this is why good and great teachers are leaving. And, you know, we don't want to stand for this anymore. Like there's more to life and we don't have to keep proving ourselves over and over to, you know, politicians and whatnot that keep making all these rules and have never been in a classroom. But the other side of the um, book is uh, almost a love letter to my entrepreneur friends who, you know, watched me exit very quickly, four months flat from launching this business, watched me exit. I was very public about it, why I was leaving and how I was going to open up the writing whisper. And really, it's a love letter to my entrepreneur friends that you can learn to dream again and you can um, – set those dreams in motion, and you can certainly uh, do whatever you put your heart to. So when I contacted um, Doug and told him, you know, I want to do a podcast around the education piece, and I started looking online, and there just wasn't – my my goal since writing this book is to make sure to give educators a voice because that's what's missing in this country. Educators cannot speak or they get fired or something sometimes worse, like – you don't get fired, but then you're kind of tortured by administration and, right. and school boards. So, um, you know, we're going to be working on this podcast to build this book brand, and I want to have teachers on and give teachers a voice of all the great things going on in public education. Because if you look at any news media, it's always everything bad going on in public education, and so it's going to be sort of the counter-narrative. So when Doug says he's going to help you find a unique voice and a unique spin on something, that's exactly what he does because we didn't want just another ranting education podcast. Like there's enough of those, and really I'm not a ranter anyway, so it didn't fit my voice. But hopefully that, that gives our audience a little bit of uh, context there and background. Okay, now, 
I want to ask you, Doug, a little bit of a deeper question, and I'm sure you must hear this as a coach yourself. You know, I work with solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and, and I often hear that they are too strapped for time, they don't have time to do one more thing, and how in the world, now the content lady is telling me to start a podcast. Like, what in the world is she thinking? Um, so, how have you encountered this in, in your work with your clients, and if so, how are you addressing the issue of not having time? So, I'm going to say something that might, or may or may not, well, I'll see how people take it. It doesn't, <laughs> however they take it, it's fine. But I'll tell you what my point of view is. First of all, if you're overwhelmed, you need to slow down a moment and take a step back and look at what you're doing. I certainly have had that experience of being overwhelmed. But if you're overwhelmed, something's wrong. You probably don't have a strategy or you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So you probably need some coaching to slow down and, and stop. And the other piece, though, honestly, is when people say they're just too strapped for time, the other thing that I think is, you know, I, I, I certainly have had these conversations, and my feeling is everyone, we all have our journeys in life, and we're all, and we're all, we all go wherever we go, and, you know, if, if you believe we come back around again, then maybe you get another chance to do it, but, but as far as I know, at least in this incarnation, this is the one opportunity that you have to share your unique voice with the world, and if you believe in your message, and you believe in that you believe that you have something to share with the world that the world needs to hear, and I do believe that, then you have a responsibility to pull it together and come up with a content strategy that helps you get stuff out of the world. So, you know, it's not you can do a podcast. If it's just one more thing you're doing, then, yes, it will become overwhelming. But if a podcast is a way to get your voice out in the world, and, and I'll say a little bit about this more later, that, it's not just the podcast. Your podcast can become articles. It can become blogs. It can be leveraged into other things. But I, I sadly, I, you know, honestly, I talk to a lot of people, and I have to say that there are people who, you know, they're working in jobs they don't like, and they say, God, I'd really love to, I'd really love to get, you know, my voice out there. I, I know this would make a difference. And I'm not talking about working with me because I, I don't care about whether someone works with me or works with someone else or figures it out themselves. But to never do it, you know, to not do it, to not get out there because you're so overwhelmed, you are wasting your life. You're wasting your life and you're wasting your gifts, and that's your choice as a person. But uh, my central point of view is that the world does need your gifts and the world needs to hear what you have to say, and you have a responsibility to pull it together. And if you're too strapped for time, you need to take a step back and figure out what you need to do to get more time, to slow down, and there's always a solution. You know, I'm going to say something, Doug. Are you ready? Are you sitting? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. This is why I fell in love with you when I talked to you three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for all my entrepreneur friends and author friends, which is everyone on this call, I am sure, here's the deal. And those of you who know me, you've seen me say it, and you've heard now Doug say it. It's you have a gift that needs to be shared. And so we need to prioritize what's going on in our lives and we need to, as cliche as it sounds, in the overwhelm so we can do what we're here to do. And, you know, I'm going to post, Doug, I think it would be good if I post a podcast, the interview uh, you did with me about how I had the courage to come out and, like, live this authentic life. Yeah. Um, because we talk a lot about this in that podcast and, your life's just too short to be doing things that you don't want to be doing. And thank you, Doug, for saying that so nicely once again. Thank you. Okay, we're diving in. Here we go. Get your pens and pencils ready. First question, uh, or next question, I should say, is, Doug, what are the general benefits of podcasting to build our brand? Sure. So, the first, the, the first benefit of podcasting, I think, is that it's, it's the most flexible form of content. People can take it in. You can't read a book while you're driving, or at least please, please don't read a book while you're driving. Um, you can't watch a video while you are, while you are running, uh, unless you're running on a treadmill, I guess. But, you know, if you're outside <laughs> and, you're, and you're running, you really can't watch a video. But you can listen to a podcast and do so many other things. You can 
uh, although I heard a new one today in, in, in my uh, community, someone said that they listen to podcasts while they shower. So that was a that that was even for me a new one. But you know, I guess really doing anything, you could listen to a podcast and get your voice out there. So to me, one of the general benefits is the fact that it is a flexible form of content that reaches people who may not be readers or don't have the they don't have a lot of the time to read, and and podcasting is an easy way to get it out. Another big benefit of podcasting is that it gets your voice out there. And one of the ways people, in order to build a tribe, people have to know you and they have to trust you. And one of the ways to build trust is that people hear your voice. And if people are used to hearing your voice, they will feel like they know you. And so literally your voice and metaphorically your voice, podcasting can help you get your voice out there to the people that most need to hear it. And the other thing that podcasting does, which is great, is that because it's syndicated, because a podcast is something that people subscribe to, and then it's at that point it's automatically downloaded to whatever form that they, you know, whatever that might be, their computer or their their iPhone, it it also it expands your reach beyond the people that currently follow you. So it's a great way. It's a really great way to expand your reach and build your platform, and then engage those people into a deeper into a deeper conversation. Awesome. So I wrote down it reaches non-readers, so it's a flexible piece of content. It makes your voice come alive and people will trust you more as you build that um, voice. Uh, It's syndicated, people can subscribe and it expands your reach and it is a way to engage with your audience. Those are all. I'll add one more too, which is that it's a lot of fun. Fun. Okay, good. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Because we're not spending any time in our businesses doing things that aren't fun. We ain't got time for that. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Okay, so those were the general benefits. Now, this might be, um, you may not have an answer to this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Um, on this particular call, because I know who my audience is, uh, we have a lot of um, coaches, authors, and speakers, or people who are striving to be, you know, speakers, authors. Um, they're coaching in some capacity. Um, so how can podcasting help these types of entrepreneurs specifically? Sure. Well, each one is, is a little bit different. And I, I mean, I work with all of the, that's primarily what I work with, coaches, therapists, speakers, and authors. So I mean, those are the people that I serve. So each one is a little bit different, but I'll say, for example, for authors, a podcast can help really extend the value of your book, bring your book alive, get people to know you so that they're more interested in reading your books. Um, if you're a coach, then it can also it can help you to to get the word out about what you do, increase your credibility and visibility. One of the big ones for coaches that that's kind of an interesting one that people just overlook is that a podcast, when you have your own podcast, it increases your credibility in the way that a book increases your credibility. And when you have increased credibility, you can raise your fees. So that's one simple way in which podcasting can help coaches. And then speakers, speakers as well. I think that one of the questions that I get sometimes from speakers is, will podcasting get me speaking engagements? And the answer is no, podcasting won't get you speaking engagements, but podcasting can help you actually get a foot in the door to connect with organizations that you would never be able to connect with, and then you can follow up about speaking engagements. So there's lots of different ways in which it can be helpful for for those different types of groups, but I would say... You know, the common denominator is you're increasing your credibility and visibility and being able to open doors to connect with people that you wouldn't have been able to connect with without a podcast. That's awesome. Okay, good. So we know that podcasting can help us with our visibility and making great connections to others in our industries. But I want to talk about the scary part, <laughs> the scary part for me anyway, is all the technology behind everything. How in the world do you get a podcast up and running on the Internet, and where can we host it? Sure. And let me tell you right now, I'll tell you a little secret. I am not a tech guru. A lot of people think, say, wow, you must be, you know, you're so, you do so many podcasts. You know, you must go to all these, like, podcasting conventions. And I don't go to podcasting conventions because 
I'm not passionate about microphones. I'm passionate about helping people <laughs> that have a message uh, get that message out more broadly in the world, and podcasting is the vehicle for that. So I don't sit around, you know, comparing microphones and mixers. You do not need to be a tech guru to start a podcast. Almost nobody that I work with is a tech guru. Here are the basic skills. Have you ever recorded your own voice? <laughs> Have you ever, you know, I don't know, I'm 41, so depending how old people are on the call, if you're old enough to remember, you know, of uh, tape recorders, right, and you press record and then <laughs> play, stop, if you can do that, that's one good thing you can do. Have you ever uploaded a file and sent it via email? So have you ever sent an attachment via email? If you've done that, then that's another skill that you would need. Have you ever, uh, and then the other one really is, have you ever filled in a form online <laughs> and clicked send? So if you've, ever, if you've ever filled in an online form, uploaded some type of file and sent it via email, and recorded your own voice, those, those are really the skills and the tech skills that you need to start a podcast. Well, that's pretty simple. It really is not as bad as it sounds. The thing is, though, that it, it does help to have somebody show you. It feels overwhelming. You know, the first time you do anything, it just feels overwhelming because you don't know what you're doing. Right. Okay, good. Well, I would probably say everyone on this call has done those things. Um, so we're all in good shape. And you've lessened our fears around the technology. Now, we're ready. We, we got it. We know we have a voice. We have a message. We can figure out how to do this somehow with the technology. But I understand that there are mistakes that people make, which are completely avoidable when we are starting out in the podcast world. Can you tell us the top four mistakes to avoid? Sure. And the first mistake is probably the same mistake that most people make with any content. And the first mistake and the reason most people that start podcasting will stop is because you don't have any, you don't have any strategy. So you don't really have any idea what you're going to do with a podcast. Now I must, con I must confess, when I started podcasting, other than the idea that I was going to get my voice out in the world magically, I did not have a strategy. But I invested in the past three years, I've invested well over $20,000 in my own coaching, probably closer to $30,000 in my own coaching with some of the top people so that I learned how to have a strategy. So I spun my wheels for a couple of years, and I don't want to see people do that. But the big mistake, really, the first mistake is not having a strategy. You have no idea what you want to get out of a podcast or what you can get out of a podcast. So you do it for a while. You don't see any benefit. You go, ah, this didn't work. You know, I heard video is good. <laughs> and then you go on and do video. <laughs> Yep. And then you and then you have the same mistake, and you go, that didn't work either. So that's number one. Number two is number two is I think has to do with a question that people never ask me, but everyone asks, which is there are so many podcasts out there, or there's so many whatever, there's so many books, there's so many people. Who's going to listen to my little stupid podcast? You know, I call this kind of the the little gremlin in your mind. <laughs> and so one of the big mistakes is that we hide our voice because we're afraid that either people will reject us or they won't hear us, which is another form of rejection. And so one mistake, another mistake is that we, we become sort of, we, we, we hide because we think that we, we limit ourselves in that way that people won't want to hear our voice. So that would be number two. Number three is whenever I hear this, I cringe. People say, well, my message is really great because everyone in the world needs to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? If everyone is your audience, no one is your audience. You need to be a rock star in your niche. Be the person in, be the big fish in the small pond. Do not try. Eventually, you, you could get to a place where you could become Deepak Chopra or Oprah Winfrey and, and you know, it really is everybody. But truly, to be honest with you, even Oprah Winfrey is a niche. She's not for everybody. You know, 55-year-old male fly fishers are generally not listening to Oprah. So Oprah does have a niche, too. She has a very big niche, but she still has a niche. So refusing to niche down because your message is so important that every human being needs to hear it is definitely uh, a big mistake. 
And then I would say number four is letting yourself get stuck and overwhelmed. The piece you said about overwhelmed, that people don't, that they get overwhelmed by the technology and they don't seek out the help that they need to just put themselves over the hump to actually do it. Awesome. I'm taking notes. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I want to be able to go back. So one thing I want to talk about strategy because, you know, this is what I do in the Writing Whisper is build your brand through content strategy. Um, and I can relate to what you're saying. Like people come to me and they're like, yeah, but I've been blogging for three months now. Well, first of all, that's not long enough, okay? And secondly, what is your strategy? Like what is the purpose of you writing a blog every week or two times a week? What is the goal? How are you measuring that? All of those pieces are really important no matter what you're doing in your business. So um, this is one of the reasons that I decided to, to, you know, hire Doug and work with him is because I have the voice. You know, that's not a problem. I'm a writer. I wrote the book, whatever. I wanted help with the te- technology, and I wanted help with the podcasting strategy and knowing who my audience is specifically and having a long-term strategy because you can go on for a few episodes, right, and you can say whatever it is you need to say, but if you don't have a strategy, then you're going to be stuck and you're going to be like, whoa, what am I supposed to be doing now? So awesome, awesome tips, Doug. Thank um, you. And yep. Yeah. I was just going to say I'll give people an example of what a podcast strategy might be. So, for example, let's say that you decide you are a coach and what you really need is you need more visibility in your world. People don't know who you are. You're generic life coach Joe Schmo, And you say, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to put myself on the map. And then you interview. Your strategy is, let's say your strategy is, I'm going to interview some of the leading people in my niche, some of the leading coaching people in my niche, or people that are related to my niche. And then I'm going to, I'm going to, develop joint ventures with them. I mean, this is something that I've done myself. So that would be a strategy of you're starting a podcast and you have a specific purpose and reason of, of what you're going to do and, and where you're going to go with it. So just think one example of, of strategy. It's really great. Okay, now, many people want to know if they can make money with their podcast. Do you have suggestions around this? Okay, so I have a bias that I will tell you. Yes, you can sell sponsorship, and actually some of the podcasters in my community are starting to sell sponsorship. I have never sold a dime of sponsorship in my podcast. I've never tried. Yes yes, and no. You can, yes, you can make money with, from podcasting, and it's not as easy to make money directly. So here's what I would say. Instead of focusing on monetizing your actual podcast, which is a lot of work, Use a podcast to monetize your business. So if you have a business, you know, it's very similar to, for example, you ever, if you ever go to an ice cream shop, I love ice cream, and I give you a little free sample of an ice cream flavor, right? And usually they'll give you one or two, you know, one or two samples of ice cream. Now, why would they do that? Why are they giving you free ice cream? Um so that you can decide which one you like, and maybe you'll buy both. Right. And are pe- <laughs> which is are what I do. <laughs> right, and maybe you'll buy both, because you're like, wow, they taste really good, right? So it's the reason why, you know, if you have people ever go to the mall, and there's always those people, you know, trying to shove, like, uh, trying to shove, like, free samples down your, <laughs> down your throat. <laughs> and, and the reason why is because they know that if, they, if you taste something and you like it, you'll most likely get, you know, you'll most likely buy it. But what if, to me, my bias is that if you focus on monetizing the free, you know, from now on we're going to charge a dollar for a scoop of ice cream, I feel like it sort of takes away from the point of a podcast being free. So, so my bias is don't worry about monetizing the podcast. Think of the podcast as the, and I got this actually from, I want to give credit to Casey Truffaut um, from Be a Wealthy Therapist. She talks about pink spoon marketing that think of the podcast as a way to give people a taste of you and your voice and then bring them in and then you can do all the things that you do. And so that, that's the way that I've made money with podcasting. 
I really like that. And so to relate this back, because I know a lot of people on the call, they know blogging, right? So I'm going to relate it to blogging just because that's, that's something relatable. People come to me and they say, yeah, but I want to monetize my blog. And so your options are advertiser, sponsorship, so it's the same kind of thing. And many people have approached me, can I advertise on your blog? I mean, sometimes I get the most bogus things that have nothing to do with the writing whisperer. I would never, ever advertise it on my blog. But I have not advertised on my blog, and I'm going to tell everyone why. The reason why is it makes it look really crowded and like a billboard of other people's services, and it distracts people from your own brand. That's my opinion. I don't know where you stand on that, Doug, but that's how I feel about it. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. You have to be careful because you want to put out your voice. And so if it becomes too much like a NASCAR, (laughs) you know, it's like you ever see those people that drive cars that are, their car is sponsored by like 15 people, right? And, you know, you don't even know what the car originally was because it's covered in in so many other people's messages. And if, if your goal is to put your message out in the world, I'm not saying that if you find the right, the right sponsor that's a great fit that you shouldn't do it what i'm saying is don't worry about monetizing your podcast as your primary goal in terms of selling sponsorship and advertising because that you have to be careful about not diluting your message instead think about where you want to take people so what i say is a podcast is the beginning of a journey and the idea is that with a free podcast you're inviting and inspiring people the right people to take a journey with you and you have to have somewhere to take them but it's where you take them where the monetization comes it's not the podcast itself it's the it's the podcast invites and inspires people to take that journey with you so well said thank you wow okay now um let's talk about the number one way to make our podcast become a success and i'm going to say something here i am in your your group in Facebook because I'm in your coaching program (laughs) and every day when I log in and I see that you've taken a little picture of another person you're coaching that has made this new and noteworthy on iTunes or wherever it is I'm not even sure yet I'm so excited because I'm like yes these people in this group who are learning what it takes to be successful in podcasting are doing it they're getting in the new and noteworthy and they're getting ranked up there in iTunes so can you spill the beans, please? How do we do that? Uh, well, the the number one thing, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes into, obviously, the idea of, uh, we were talking about the new and noteworthy in iTunes, which has been called the New York Times bestseller list for podcasts. And today, actually, as of today, in the health section, for example, four of the top 20 podcasts on iTunes and the new and new noteworthy are from are people that I've coached. And so when you think about how many podcasts there are out there, and I don't work with thousands of people. Uh, I think that that you know it's it's really exciting to help people get out there in that way. So here's what I'm going to say is actually the number one, the, the actually the number one. There, there's tactics, right? Which is tactics are you know do this, do this, like little little hacks that help. But then there's goes back to really goes back to I think that it really goes back to the idea of speaking our truth and getting really clear about what your voice is. And that I think what really attracts people is, so the number one thing, to be honest, would I'd have to say is speaking your truth, because most people don't speak their truth. Most, and, I, I, and, and I spent many years not speaking my truth, so I, I know what that feels like. But the number one thing is really to speak your truth in a way that's unique, and that, that really is the number one secret to podcasting success. Really great. And it's something I'm really passionate about is really getting your message out there and sticking to who you are and sticking to your standards and sticking to your belief. And I went to this um, copywriting clinic in, in New York City on Friday, and they showed all these, like, famous people, like a famous comedian. Don't ask me their names right now. Okay, and then a famous TV anchor, uh, like Bill, Bill O'Reilly was one of them. And then, uh, anyway, they showed all these people, and they said, what do all of these people have in common? And I was sitting there thinking, like, hell if I know. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what they have in common. Like, they're comedians. And he said, you know what side of the fence they're on. They do not 
a ride and sit in the middle of the fence. They have a strong voice and they stick to it even when they're challenged. And I thought, yes, that is exactly right. Like that's what we're talking about here is building a noticeable brand through content. And there's lots of ways to do that, but making sure that you know your voice and you know your strategy and you speak your truth. And I think when you do that, all the pieces fall in place. Yes. Awesome. All right. I want to know if you will highlight a client project you're currently working on that you are super, super excited about. Sure. So I have, uh, for example, I have, a, I have a client who actually lives locally to me, which I don't really work with that many people that are local. Most of the people I work with are all over, really all over the world. But I have someone who's a psychologist who works with anxious children, and his son had anxiety many, many years ago, and he realized that there weren't any really good people out there that were dealing with how, how to deal with an anxious child. And he became an expert in this and locally has a great reputation dealing with anxious children. But he also knew that he could spread this information much further if he had a platform to do that, to get out beyond the local audience. And so I've been working with him in doing that. He's launched a podcast called Your Anxious Child, Five-Minute Solutions. And he is ranked, he's been up as high as number two in iTunes in several categories. So he's getting a lot of exposure. And now what we're working on is helping him to build his list. So to be able to develop programs and and services as a spinoff from that brand and to connect, he's helping people all over the world to, who are struggling with anxious children, which is, as a parent, is a really hard thing to deal with. And he's helping them to, you know, helping to share what he's been sharing all along, but has been limited to, to working with people in his immediate physical vicinity. Now he's getting to spread that all over the world. I mean, iTunes is a global platform. He's on Stitcher Radio. And now we're working on building a, a even more, even more platform for him by building his list and offering programs and services for people all over the world. That is amazing. And as a copywriter, I love the title because it tells what and who. That's an awesome title. Can you say yeah. it? Very, yeah, you know what it again? is. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Can you say the name of it again? Sure. It's called Your Anxious Child, Five-Minute Solutions. It says it all, and, and I don't even know. Seven words or less probably if I counted the words. Awesome. Okay, uh, it has been such a great pleasure to have you. We are going to open the phone lines in just a second. I'll let you know when. Um, I have people posting on the Facebook event uh, questions, and I have some in my email. So, um, But first, I would like to thank you, Doug, for being on this call um, and being this month's guest in the branding series. Um, what's an upcoming program or product that you're really excited about? Sure. I'm doing, I'm going to be doing a group coaching program that, you know, one of the things that I really, that I really love doing is, is again, helping people who have an important message get that message out in the world. So I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be launching a group coaching program in January and taking people through. I'll be using, I'll be using a screen share program. So I'll be able to actually take people through the, especially the technology piece. I know people have a lot of questions a lot of times. What microphone should I use? What hosting uh, service should I should I use? How do I you know how do I upload episodes? How do I get on iTunes? All those things. Be sharing all of that, and of course the strategy piece as well. So I'm very excited about that. Awesome. And where can people connect with you online? Where are you hanging out these days? Sure. The best way the best way if people want to learn more about any service, uh, what I would recommend is that they go to standoutandbeheard.com. That's standoutandbeheard.com. And you can get a free audio there about how to get your message out in a big way. And when you do that, you'll, you'll be on, you'll be on that list and I'll be sending out more information about different upcoming programs through, uh, through that list. So that, that's a great way for people to, if they want to contact me or stay in connection with me and learn more, they can go to standoutandbeheard.com. Awesome. Okay. I am opening. If you have a question, please hit star six. I'm going to jump over in the Facebook group, Doug. We have some questions there first, and then I have a few in my email. And in the meantime, it will give our audience some time to 
to learn from the kind of people that are on the call, but also to gather their thoughts if they have a question. Um, so the first question comes from Novella, and her question is, what is some equipment needed to podcast, or what would you recommend that's not too expensive? Oh. Doug? Hi, Doug. Hello? Hi, Doug. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. It... Okay, let's try this again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That was a glitch. So the, did you hear the question? Did, I, I heard the, the question, yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, let me repeat the question again. Um, Novella's question is, what is some equipment needed to podcast, or what would you recommend that's not too expensive? Absolutely. So you can get a – what I'd recommend, I like the Snowball microphone as a mid-level microphone by Blue. It's Snowball by the company Blue. That microphone costs about $50. Now, if that is more than someone is able to spend at the moment, I would say you could also, you could also, most of the decent microphones are going to be at least $40, but you could get a Logitech headset and start there. And my thing is just start, but, you know, I recommend the Snowball by Blue and, of course, you know, your computer. That's really the only, that's really the only, only equipment that you need to get started. And, uh, the other piece would be good to have is a pair, uh, is a, headset, just a regular headset, which most people already own. Okay, good. So a headset and a snowball microphone by Blue. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Novella also has another question, and the question is, how often should you release a podcast in a week? Uh, you know, it's one of those questions like, what's the best chess move, right? So it really depends. It, it really depends. I mean, you don't even have to do a weekly podcast if you don't want to, but what I will say is iTunes rewards frequency. So part of, part of ranking high in iTunes is releasing episodes on a regular basis. So what I would say is if you can do uh, once a week would be, would be great. If you can do a podcast once a week, that would be great. Now, I know we might have a question about how long should a podcast be. I get that one a lot. And I'll say that, I'll sort of answer that before someone asks it, which is, to say that it could be three minutes once a week. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this long, exorbitant thing. No, it doesn't. In fact, if anyone's ever heard someone ramble on <laughs> for you know, <laughs> 30 minutes, it's much better. If you, can, if you can rock someone's world in three minutes, that's way better than putting them to sleep in 30. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, Lisa is on the call. Lisa is a stationery designer. She designs invitations uh, a lot for the wedding industry. So she says, I know that podcasting works for authors and coaches, but will a podcast work for a designer of invitations and stationery like myself? So I guess the, the question I would have is, do you have a message that you want to share with the world. I'm less interested in, I mean, I work with doctors, um, uh, you know, every, everyone for all different kinds of people. To me, it's more about the message that you have to share with the world. If you have a message that you think the world needs to hear, then you, a podcast will definitely work for you. I mean, you can advertise or lead people to any product or service so that would be my question is to think about, you know, what's your message? What What is it that you want people to know? What is it that you want to share? Okay, great. All right. Um, these came into my email. There, there, There's a few questions from Larissa. Uh, the first question is, in building your brand with podcasting, what do you do to build your list and capture continuing relationships with your listeners? Yep. It's a very good question. And, it's an important question because a podcast otherwise is a one-way relationship. You don't have a way of capturing and knowing who your listeners are and interacting with them. So it's really important that you build your list, and that's a big part of what I help people do. So what I suggest 
is that you have something similar to what you and I are uh, doing right now, Shannon, which is to have a teleseminar or a webinar series that ties in with your podcast and use the podcast as a way to, A, be able to connect with people who could be great guests for a series, or B, uh, warm people up to your webinars or teleseminars. So that's that's what I recommend in terms of, um, I will say that anybody who tells you that you're going to get a lot of conversion from a podcast to your list is lying to you because most people aren't really at a computer when they're listening to a podcast. Evidently, many of them are in the shower, so <laughs> they're not going to be. <laughs> I still have that one. Uh, but, you know, they could be, you could be out running. You could be at the gym. So you're not going to be, you're not necessarily going to be in a place where you're opting into somebody's list. So the missing element here, the missing, the key really is then to bring people into some other type of, you know, I really like webinars and teleseminars as an extension of a podcast. You go deeper into a topic you've covered in a podcast, capture people's emails that way, and then you have, now you have a platform and a relationship where you can interact with people. Okay, awesome. Great question. Um, Okay, Larissa's next question is, in building your brand with the – oh, the next question is, uh, do you have any resources for marketing your show? Like, what? how do you market it once you have the show? Right. So that's a big question. I will say that you – it really – so is the question, like, how do I get more listeners? In other words, how do I get people – how do I get people – to listen to the show is that is that kind of I'm, I'm sort of thinking that's the question. Yeah, um, we can go with so, that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to answer that question. So, how do you market the show itself? Um, one thing is if you have an interview-based program, if you, the high, the more higher-level people, people with their own platform that you get, they will they will share it for you as well, and that will boost that will help boost your show. And if people like it, they'll continue to listen. So doing an interview day series is one way to do it. Another way to do it I'll give people is that, that I like is go into LinkedIn groups in your in your group. It doesn't have to be LinkedIn, but LinkedIn's one strategy. Is go into LinkedIn groups and find people in your category, you know, related to what you're doing who are thought leaders. And send them your podcast and tell them that you would like their honest feedback. If those people share you know, if those influencers share your podcast, that they will share it with their tribe, and that will help grow. So sort of influencing the influencers is a nice way to grow your podcast. I love that strategy. And you're giving them something of value to listen to that they're probably going to already be interested in to begin with. Right, and, so, you're, asking, and you're saying you value their opinion and you really want to hear from them. Everyone likes that. I love that. I do that all the time in other ways, but guess what? We're going to add that to my podcasting mix, Doug, so be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. um, The last question from Larissa. Um, She says, podcasting seems to be male-dominated, and how do you suggest to build your brand when the female audience listening is a smaller number? How does one tap into that female audience? And maybe you know something she doesn't know. Is it male-dominated? I have no idea. I will say in the beginning, podcasting was male-dominated, and I think the reason for that is because podcasting was a very sort of, it was, the culture of it was this male, geeky culture. And, (laughs) you know, I, I, I don't, and I don't mean to say, I mean, I have, my sisters are actually, both my sisters are engineers. One of my sisters uh, works on jammer systems for F-22 Raptors. So they're a lot more technologically sophisticated than I am. So I don't mean this in a sexist way. I just mean, just in fact, it was like a boys club. Podcasting was a boys club when it started. I, I, do, I do think that. Uh, I think that's changing. I mean, honestly, I work with probably equally men and women. And I, I also, to be honest with you, I don't think it's about technology. I think that historically women have not been encouraged to share their voices. And as men, we've been way, we, we may suffer from a lot of things, but lack of confidence is probably not one of them. I think sometimes <laughs> probably we're more confident than we, we probably should be. And, um, and, and I think podcasting is an amazing way. I mean, this is really for me, that's, you know, that, that's for me really my passion. What wakes me up in the morning is the idea that to help people realize that 
the world does need to hear your voice and you know speaking your truth is okay and there's i don't you know i'm not going to get into all of the all of the uh gender gender issues and stuff like that but i would say that podcasting is great for women and there are tons of women listening to podcasts and um, i don't have that research right in front of me but I'm, uh but it, i know that it's not the case that uh, women don't listen to podcasts or women listen to podcasts at a much lower rate. There's definitely a lot of room for women in podcasting, and we need more women podcasting voices. We need more women's voices, period. Yes, yes, we do. Yay, <laughs> champion for women's voices. Okay, uh, Wynn has a question, and Wynn's question is, can you use a speakerphone for podcasting? You can, but please don't because I'll cry. <laughs> okay, when you hear that, he says, please don't, he will cry. <laughs> yeah, please don't use a speakerphone for podcasting. <laughs> um, you know, I, I offer lots of um, lots of free resources uh, when it comes to podcasting, and so, um, or just email me or reach out to me on Facebook. Please don't do that. I'll, I'll give you some other ideas. Okay, great. Um, Doug. This has been so, so awesome today. Thank you for spending time with us and sharing your knowledge on podcasting and how to be successful at it. And I want to thank all of our listeners today who who took time out of their day and and chimed in and you had such wonderful questions. And as always, um, those of you who don't know me and know Doug or know Doug and don't know me, we're both very much uh, very open books. You can friend us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, um, we are here to help you and assist you answer your questions. So please, please, please do reach out. And Doug, thank you so much for being here today. Shannon, thank you. And thank you to everyone uh, for listening as well and, and for sharing your voice with the world. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay. And I'll see you in January. Our guest is actually uh, living in Germany. <laughs> so We are going to be talking about clever list-building strategies to build your brand uh, towards the end of January. And for all of you that have been on the Writing Whisperer list, um, I'm just going to tell you you're going to get a very special announcement in the next week or so about my rebrand and what that entails. And I'm super excited for 2015. I hope you are too. Those of you that are new, I welcome you to the Writing Whisperer community. And until next time, I am Shannon Hernandez the writing whisper. Thank you so much for being here. Bye.